Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. I want to teach another lesson on things that hinder you from doing big things. Let's go to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. I got several verses tonight, so I want you to catch all these verses I'm going to give you tonight. I got several verses. I'm not going to teach heavy on all the verses, but they are important steps tonight um, as we kind of move forward through this lesson. A broken heart. A broken heart. Things that hinder you from doing big things. A broken heart. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. So you need all your heart to really trust in the Lord. Things happen, challenges happen, tests come, trials come, but you need all of your heart to be well in order to really fully trust in the Lord. And it says, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths, all right, or straighten your path, tell you which way to go. And so we clearly can see that our heart must be in good condition in order to trust the Lord. Our heart also must be in good condition, not broken, in order to be able to trust him, acknowledge him, and then follow the path he will have of us to go. Trusting in the Lord really takes all of our heart. Matthew 22, 36 and 37. Matthew 22, 36 through 37. Uh, Jesus is describing the greatest commandment in the law. They say, they come to Jesus and say, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? We want to know what is the greatest commandment. Tell us the hierarchy of commandments that you would prescribe to us as followers. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. He says, I want to teach you the greatest commandment. The thing you should reach the highest for is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Everything in you, all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. These two verses lets us know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and Matthew 22, 36, and 37, lets us know that our heart is key to our relationship with God. And if our heart is not able to trust him, then our heart is not able to walk with him. If our heart is in a condition that we are, it's not, uh, we're not able to follow him with all of our heart, somewhere along the journey, we're going to get lost. Somewhere on the journey, we're going to get frustrated. Somewhere on the journey, we're going to quit. It takes all of your heart being in a good condition in order to have a great relationship with the Lord. Proverbs 17 and 22 says, a merry heart do with good like medicine. And so when you have just a good heart, it means a heart of praise, a heart of thanksgiving. It means when you are a grateful person, when it means when nothing is flooding or, uh, or stopping up the flow and the issues of your heart from thanksgiving, from giving honor, from giving recognition, when nothing blocks that from, it says that it works like medicine. 
All right. And another scripture says laughter is even like medicine. So a merry heart keeps your body feeling well. A merry heart. A merry heart affects your whole DNA about you. So having a good heart not only just pleases God and helps us to trust God, but a merry heart helps your physical life. Uh, a merry heart helps your physical life. A person whose heart is broken or bitter can lead to ulcers, can lead to all types of hot blood pressure, can lead to all types of bad chemistry in the body. A matter of fact, the word disease means disease. It means that there is competition in the body and something about the body is not agreeing with another part of the body. It means the body is in war with each other and it's called disease. Disease. All right. And anytime Time, something is out of chemistry uh, it works against the, the health of your life and, it's, and it works against you functioning properly so a merry heart doeth you so good it in itself is like medicine laughter is like medicine how many ever laughed so good that it lifted the burden how many ever laughed so good how many ever told somebody I needed that laugh I had a long day I needed that laugh I needed that laugh have you ever sometimes just got a laugh that was so good everybody else was wondering what was wrong with you but everybody else laughed a little bit but you laughed uncontrollably had tears in your eyes there's sometimes you need that medicine of joy that medicine of a merry heart and God knows what how the body is able to relax and you're able to move on and your trust is reignited when you have a merry heart a person on the other end who has a bitter heart is hard to deal with hard to have a conversation with they have a tendency to be highly negative it's hard to encourage them it's hard to uh, it's hard to support them it's hard to just tell them they look nice today because time they tell you they look nice they'll bring up something terrible in the same sentence oh you look nice today well thank you so much because you don't know what I've been through and the next thing you know they done brought you down in the dumps all you want to tell them is they look good but after you told them because their heart was full of negativity or the issues of life and they had not been able to release what has affected their heart now you just all you told the brother is I like your haircut but you ended up in a 45 minute conversation about something that happened two, two weeks ago why because the heart is where the issues of life flow out of and so I'm gonna say it very clearly you gotta take care of your heart you got to make sure that your heart is merry because a merry heart doeth good like medicine. There ain't nothing like living in joy. There's nothing like it. I'm telling you, even if something's going on, when you still got joy, it does something for you. When you, when you have a merry heart, it also gives you perspective and strategies. It also gives you insight about what you're going through. But the moment your heart gets cold, the moment your heart gets clogged, the moment your heart gets bitter, the moment you start becoming negative Nancy or pessimistic, Paul. The moment those things begin to happen, it also affects your physical body. The second part of Proverbs 7 and 22 says, but a broken spirit drieth up the bones, drieth the bones. So a broken spirit drieth up the bones. What it means is a person of broken spirit becomes rigid. 
they become stuck. A broken spirit. A broken spirit also means that that person becomes easily offended. Not that any one of us can't ever be offended, but a person with a broken spirit, you don't know what to say to them on Monday. You don't know what to say to them on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because with a broken spirit, a very a little word you say can take them into a big circle. A person with a broken spirit, you have to tiptoe around them because they are easily offended and they are shatter over anything. You don't know what to say to them. You don't know what you can say to them. You're almost afraid to say hello. You're almost afraid to mention anything when a person has a broken spirit because it dryeth up the bones and I don't mean to talk about a broken spirit as if a person with a broken spirit is just a bad person but I'm telling you there are times all of us may have been broken by something it could be a loss of a loved one a loss of a thing in life a loss of status in life the loss of anything can break your spirit all right the loss the pain the agony of something happening you could be broken by the issues going on in our world I tell you there there's a lot of brokenness happening right now in our world. There's a lot of disappointment and bitterness. And if you're not careful, that thing will break your spirit. And so I don't talk about a broken spirit from a point of view as if people with a broken spirit are bad people. If you've been living life long enough, you've been broken one time or another. If you haven't been, God bless you. I believe somewhere in life you will experience disappointment and something will try to break your spirit and you will see that somehow you got to muster through that circumstance in order to revive your spirit come on even at home how many ever had a broken spirit I remember having a broken spirit I remember having a broken heart come on I've been in relationships prior to my lovely wife when I was a young whippersnapper I remember my heart getting broken y'all ain't never been there that's fine I remember my heart being broken over a situation I remember oh yeah it took me a while to heal but I healed and I moved on it could be relationships where mother and daughter mother and son father and son things happen in life we have expectations and things don't always work out like we thought it would come on you didn't think about the thing was going to happen what happened when you got married you didn't see your marriage going this way you didn't see life going in that circumstance you couldn't imagine that certain things would happen so I do not talk about a broken spirit as if people with a broken spirit are just bad people but they there is something about a broken spirit that robs your years, that robs your days. That's why you have to watch your heart. Not that you're a bad person, but a broken spirit will crush you and keep you diminished in life. Because a broken spirit drieth the bones. It means a broken spirit saps a person's strength. When you have a broken spirit, it takes your strength away. When you have a broken spirit, you will lose motivation for your dreams and your desires. When you have a broken spirit, people who seen you 10 years ago will wonder what's going on in your life. You don't want to go out anymore. You don't want to have fun anymore. It'll take your drive. It'll take your energy. You'll find yourself sleeping your days away. At times, you used to be the life of the party or the life of the group. You don't want to be around anybody. A broken spirit will sap your energy. It'll make you want to sleep all day and be by yourself and be in a cave because you have a broken spirit. But the Lord has an answer for a broken spirit. Psalms 34 and 18 says, the Lord is close 
or nigh unto them that are of a broken heart the Lord is nigh. it means when we are broken where is God he's right there God comes to us in the time that we need him the times that we're broken don't know what to do the times we feel like life has fallen apart uh, the times you feel like you don't know what future looks like you can be so broken and things can happen in our lives that we don't know what tomorrow looks like and there is a deep level of brokenness that sometimes you don't want to even see tomorrow you're not interested in tomorrow you wish you wasn't even here there is a level of brokenness and pain that robs you from any type of vision that you can get over it that any type of vision that you can overcome it it's so overwhelming to the soul that the soul just wants to go away and escape brokenness of spirit but God is there for those who are brokenhearted God is there it says he rescues those he saveth such of a contrite spirit and so I'm telling you if you have a broken heart you don't have to give up your dreams God will come with you God will comfort you he will save you he he will comfort you you don't have to throw in the towel you don't have to throw away your life but God will save you those who are spirits have been crushed whose spirit have been crushed children whose spirit have been crushed like the man or the young boy who's been looking for his father to come to his football game and and the young man I've seen it I've seen it time and time again through pastoring and I've seen it I've seen young men look for their father who was estranged one day that they would show up and come to a football game or come to see do come and see them do what they do and they can't understand for the life of them what is it about them that their father would not come they can't imagine what is it that their father wouldn't come and call and people deal with brokenness and relationship trying to find answers trying to find why I don't understand it don't make sense and when the heart is broken there is no resolve there is no reasoning when a heart is broken but God is there for those who have a crushed spirit crushed spirit that God is there Psalms 147 1 through 4 says praise ye the Lord for it is good to sing praises unto our God for it is pleasant and praise is comely so it tells us we should appraise him we should honor him it says the Lord doth build up Jerusalem he gathered together the outcasts of Israel those who feel outcasts and so sometimes broken people don't feel like they fit Broken people don't feel like they have family. Broken people don't feel like the place is the place for them. Broken people can be in an atmosphere of love and not sense it. They can't feel it. They become numb. They're so broken. They're so shattered. They're not accustomed anymore to trusting relationships. They're so broken. They can be in an environment of love where people are trying to pour into them and they're yet stepping back, rejecting it or interpreting love the wrong way. They don't see it as love. You're giving the love, but they're so broken. They can't even receive the love. They don't even know the signals of love. They misinterpret things. They miss things that what happens to a broken person they feel like an outcast they feel like they are from another world and they don't fit in with anybody but the Lord will build up the person who has been broken it says in verse 3 he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds the wounds are is the place where they're leaking 
Wounds are the place where they've been bruised. And God understands when people have been bruised, when people have been impacted. I'm very sensitive to this message because I'm telling you, our world is grieving. Our world is grieving. The world is grieving. The world is grieving, trying to reconcile and understand some of the ills of humanity, the wickedness that's going on in our world. I don't care what you say. To watch somebody put their knee on somebody's neck for over nine minutes and did act like it was a police type a measure to put somebody under control while they're already handcuffed and it's televised and broadcast and captured on camera for the world to see it it bruises the soul it breaks people heart on how can somebody be so without regard to humanity and life come on come on you didn't have to go that far that's that breaks your heart to see someone behave in such a manner that goes way beyond reasonableness come on way beyond what's expected come on trusted in a position to carry out duties being able to recognize what's a threat and what's not a threat being able to recognize and have the the the, 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 the cognitive ability to make these decisions and on camera while it's videotaped and everybody in the world gets to see the disrespect of humanity has broken spirits and have broken hearts so much so that people don't even leave that people would do the right thing in court and people would not do the right things through justice and people have just lost hope in so much of humanity and there are people who are broken they're walking around they don't even believe that there's any good that can come out of people they don't even believe they're starting to lose every sense of standards and structures and I'm telling you it's one thing it's bad enough it's bad enough uh, when the criminals hurt each other but when people who's been trusted hurt people that's something that breaks the heart because we need structure we need leaders to be leaders we need people who've taken duty to hold up their regard and when they don't do it and they do it maliciously and without regard to human life and ethic it breaks people's heart and I'm telling you right now God is sensitive to the brokenness of America the brokenness of morale the brokenness of law the, the without regard mentality that's happening in our nation and I'm telling you this broken heart a man is breaking God's heart and I want you to know God is broken over the sins of man God is broken over the brokenness of man and I want to let you know that man is broken can I just interject like never before why we need revival why we need the gospel because the gospel is our greatest hope I gotta insert that in while I'm talking about brokenness because the only way out of brokenness is good news somebody has to tell you it's not gonna always be like this somebody has to tell you that there is a judge over the judge that judge is all somebody has to tell you that God has the last word somebody has to tell you that vengeance is mine says the Lord and I will repay and if you don't hear good news you get trapped in what's going on we gotta preach the gospel we gotta stay loving in this season we gotta push people because there's so much brokenness happening in our world come on some people are just so broken it's not just about what people would like to deem 
as black and white issues that's too easy that's too easy come on y'all it's not just about black and white issues because if you get caught up with that rhetoric you will miss the black on black crime and the white on white crime and the black on Asian crime come on have you seen it we got a problem because if we only start caring about what we call white on black crime or black on white crime are we going to become numb to the Asian the black on Asian crime or the white come on now we can't get that cold hearted but when things happen it makes people cold a broken heart becomes cold and I'm pushing because God don't want us to become as broken as the world there got to be some people who wouldn't understand they can't let their heart shatter now I got to believe God greater than man I got to believe that God has somebody good still in the earth can I take a poll tonight and I want to know how many people still got good good goodness in them I need to take a poll if you online tonight I need to know that there's still morals in the earth how many believe in still respecting people how many still in the earth still believe in respecting man how many in the earth we were still saying respecting your brothers and your sisters come on how many still got ethics come on how many still got standards and values I need to take a poll tonight we need to know that in the earth there are still people who still believe and that's important right now because if we don't have people who still believe who's going to encourage the ones who are broken tonight I'm preaching about a broken heart but I got to get the, those who recognize who are not broken that we got to reach out for those who are broken because they feel like they are an outcast we need the gospel it's our greatest hope it, it's the major hope we need the gospel I'm telling you we need good news all week long we've been hearing bad news all week long we've been worrying about threats and, and riots and all that kind of bill because do you understand the timing of things that are going on do you understand the spiritual come on this is spiritual wickedness happening at the same time you got a major case of dealing with a police officer and George Floyd at the same time same season Florida has just passed a very tough bill as it relates to protesting all right it's supposed to stop looting and rioting but it's it's such a fine line between it with wrong judgment someone who's trying to express first amendment rights could easily end up in jail and not be able to get the bail and it's a tough place don't you recognize the pendulum that we're on don't you recognize where we've been and in the, in the midst of just having a, a, a verdict on what happened in Minnesota not not too far in Ohio now we have a young lady who's doing the wrong thing in the wrong situation puts herself in a very tough situation and although it may seem and it may be proper for the police officer to use force the point of the matter is we just tired of all of it we're just tired of all of it see I'm tired of reconciling it I'm tired of trying to judge who was at fault I'm tired of all of it sometimes we only want to see one side of things but we don't want to see that there's a spirit of I'm in the Holy Ghost now there's a spirit of rebellion that's still running in our, our and it ran loose in our cities there's a spirit of rebellion that's running loose come on in certain things and sometimes we only want to see one side of things but if you look at the whole picture we need some revival we need some healing come on we need some people who need to be restored because something is happening in the heart of man 
I hope I'm reaching y'all tonight. I hope y'all understanding what I'm trying to say because many times people only want you to see one side of things and you don't see that there are broken people getting into serious situations. We got some brokenness going on here. We got some people whose wounds are bleeding, whose wounds need to be healed by God and that's why we got to proclaim the gospel and I gotta say it while I'm here. Church, this is not the time for you to act like the world. We can grieve. We can grieve because I'm grieving but by no means am I going to act like the world. The world don't have our language. The world don't have our hope. We can't start acting and regurgitating like the world. I challenge you in every situation to act like God. God is a God of justice. It's in the word. God is a God of, of justice. I'm, we stand on justice because God is a God of justice. So don't get that wrong. But we don't act like the world. We got to make sure that God has a representation in the earth. And who else is he going to depend on? Did I talk about Sunday? Oh Lord. Come on. We got to do something so that God begins to heal those who have a broken heart. I'm encouraging you saints. I know we're hurt and we're infected by the things that trust me. Trust me. I try to explain to another brother uh, let me slow this down and I'm going to go back to where I'm supposed to be. I know about broken hearted. I told, tried, to, my, tried to explain to somebody what this all this racial stuff does to me personally but thank God God has delivered me but I told them I grew up in South Florida and I grew up when during the South Florida riots and when you grow up in that type of environment it does something to you. It does something to you. I can't even describe what it did to me as a young man man it didn't make me fearful it make me non-tolerant it did something it make me fearful the environment made me non-tolerant and it did something to me that God had to deliver me from the edge that I was on it did something to me I remember the first and I'll use it as an example I remember the first racist situation I dealt with in Alabama and I don't not that Alabama is not is the only place but we stopped in the middle of the night early in the morning to get something to eat uh, me my dad some uncle some friends and we went into a place like a like a waffle house uh, on, uh, to eat and we walked in we sat there in the front of the lobby say please wait to be seated we sat there for 30 minutes no one honored us no one acknowledged us and I'm confused why are we still waiting there and then the adult said don't worry about it the adult said don't worry about it let's go somewhere else and I said what I'm 12 years old and I remember my, my attitude was what ain't nobody going to deny us eating in here and I'm just doing all this talking and all this kind of, ain't nobody going to they going to sit us down they said boy get out of here they pulled me in the car because there was something in me I'm telling you it put me to the edge about not tolerating this type of foolishness and so God had to even help me even in times like this so I'm not trying to act like this type of environment can't get you wrapped up but I'm trying to tell you saints you better stay in prayer God needs some believers to exercise where he is in this situation and if you're one-sided you're gonna miss the deliverance that needs to happen because some of these folks hear me clearly are walking in rebellion some of these folks are walking in the spirit of rebel rebellion and some of them are at the wrong place because they're doing the wrong things and but, but some of us don't want to look at that situation and we're ignoring rebellion hallelujah because become one-sided come on we become and when you become 
broken and one-sided, you can't judge correctly. You can't judge things correctly because you've been broken by a one situation. Now you think every situation is the same thing. For example, because one man hurt your heart, now every man is a dog and every man ain't no good. And that ain't the truth. Come on. But once you've been hurt, you see a man, he ain't no good. He did, 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 did. Because you still exercising out of one paradigm, out of one view. Y'all got to hear me tonight. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. I'm going to pray in a second. But I'm in something. But God cares about the broken heart. God cares about a broken heart. And we got a lot of brokenness around us and people need to, around where we're going through and people need hope. All right. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So there are moments in your life, again, you don't see why you're going through what you're going through. You don't see a future. And God has to paint a future for the brokenhearted. He has to tell you that I understand where you are. He has reminders of Romans 8. And Romans 8 sometimes is hard to believe. Y'all know what Romans 8 says. For we know that all things 8 and 28 says, for we know. But if you be honest, there are times Romans 8, 28 don't digest with what you're going through. Sometimes you're going through something that's so difficult, you can't even understand why God allowed it. How did God allow it? Why, Lord, I can't understand God, I can't even understand that I prayed about such a thing that if this one happened and it still did happen. Sometimes we're not able to reconcile even though we have the scripture that all things work together for the good. And so sometimes God has to remind us that he has a greater plan and he has us in the palms of his hand. Let me end on these last two verses and we're going to pray. Matthew 11 verse 28 through 30. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. So many times what happens when a person becomes broken, they also become stubborn. Because broken people can become the most stubborn people. Why? Because they want to make sure they get vengeance. They want to make sure certain things happen. And so they're not interested in coming to God. They're not interested. Jesus says, come to me with that brokenness. All you who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So the good news for the brokenhearted, you get tired out, but the Lord will come and rescue you from being tired. But sometimes people are tired, but they don't want to give in. They don't want to make an exchange. They don't want to come to God. They don't want to come and say, Lord, I'm going to handle this. They're running away from answers. They're running away from guidance. They're running away from a refuge. They're running away from support. Psalms 55 and 22. It says, cast your burden unto the Lord. I'm going to pray. Cast your burden unto the Lord, and he will sustain you. And so many times you got to get rid of the burden, the pain, so he can sustain you. It's like an exchange. It means that you're withering away as long as you hold it in. But when you cast that burden to the Lord, he begins to sustain you and prosper you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. It means he will hold you together. Sometimes a person who is heartbroken, again, will become bitter. They want revenge. They want justice. They won't let it go. Some people say, well, Pastor Joe, how do you forgive? And that's when a person is stuck because they say, how do you forgive? 
How do, you, how do you forgive when this? How do you forgive? How do you forgive? How do you forgive? That's a person who have not been able to reconcile how to let it go. So they ask the question how to forgive and somebody else comes to them and they just tell them these very simple words that sometimes don't seem like it works at all. Just forgive. Just forgive sometimes don't make sense when a person is broken. Just forgive. I got a lot of things to reconcile. I need answers. And you're telling me to move on or, or, or resolve it in my heart. And you're trying to tell me to move on. Just forgive sometimes don't seem to work. But the truth of the matter, the way you do, the do move forward is you start forgiving. And you start recognizing the same parts of the gospel that, that lets us know that humanity needs a savior. So the way you start forgiving is to recognize this is what happens when we don't live it with the Savior. The behavior makes sense when you don't trust God. And when you start acknowledging the, the, the reality of what it's like when man doesn't obey and man doesn't follow God, when you start acknowledging that, it helps you to forgive. See, the Bible tells you, it tells us to forgive our brother and sister. Why? Because our Heavenly Father has forgiven us. What it's trying to say is that humans need forgiveness. Humans make mistakes. It said humans make mistakes. Some humans are, are make more mistakes than others. <laughs> Some people make more mistakes than others. But it tries to give us the frailty of humanity that people need forgiveness because they get into the wrong situations. They make the wrong decisions. And yes, they're still responsible for their actions. But the reality of humanity issues us to give forgiveness, makes us grant forgiveness. And I don't want to say it so that, that it's always easy. Many times we need the help of God to help us forgive. Oh, it ain't always easy. We need the help of God to take the impact and the dent out of our soul so we can forgive. We need the help of God to help us forgive. Will you lift your hands tonight? We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.